Amen. What a great song. Amen. Uh, there is no time. You cannot find a time when God has not been faithful. Amen. And we praise the Lord for that. I will have to say, I'm just thankful I wasn't scheduled to sing in the special today, too. You know, I'm just uh, glad that didn't work out, too. So, yeah, praise the Lord. Let's take our Bibles this morning, open to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5. Ephesians, chapter 5. Um, man, the choir sounded great this morning, and uh, that was not because of me. Uh, that was because our, our song leader, choir director, does a good job preparing them so that even if somebody has to step in, they're ready. And so that was great. They were ready to sing that song this morning. And uh, I remember uh, a few years back, um, it was when I had to do the song leading and the choir and the preaching and all of it. And I'm very thankful that I don't have to do that anymore. And I'm glad that we have uh, Brother Shane and Brother Joel and others that are able to help with that. And so praise God for it. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 1. He says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Father, we do pray that you would just bless now, Lord, through your word. Uh, Lord, that you would just uh, help our hearts to be attentive to what you'd have for us this morning. Thank you for the great singing, the special music. Lord, just uh, speaking of your faithfulness and your goodness to us, Lord. And Father, I pray that you'd help us to remember that. And Lord, as you speak to our hearts, and Lord, that we would be obedient to what you'd have for us. Lord, as we remember how good you've been to us, help us not to make excuses, uh, Lord, but may we just surrender and be obedient to whatever you'd have for us. Bless now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, as we begin chapter 5, we've been looking at a new series, a very kind of a short series on imitate, imitate our Father, imitating our Father, and uh, he says in, in the very beginning here, therefore be followers of God as dear children. The word follow means to imitate. We are following our Father. We are to be followers of God. And then he says as dear children or as beloved children. And again, that word um, follower, it is the Greek word mimetis. It's where we get our word to mimic or to imitate. And so we're trying to mimic, we're trying to imitate our Father uh, many times you see that with children, they will imitate, they will mimic their parents. Uh, but if we are the children of God, then we are to imitate our Father 
We're to imitate God. That's what he's speaking of here. Um, Two weeks ago, we saw that we were to imitate our Father and walk in love, he says, right? And walk in love in verse number 2, as Christ also hath loved us. So the very first thing he says we are to imitate our Father in is to walk in love. And if if you're here this morning and you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I think every one of us can testify that the love of God, the love of the Father... He was willing to send his son, Jesus Christ, to to die on the cross for our sins. We can all speak of the love that we've experienced. And so what does he say? Now, imitate that love. Follow it. Imitate it. Mimic, right? The love of the Father. Walk in love. Today, we're going to look at another way that we are to imitate him. But before we look at this second way, and I know this was two weeks ago. Last week, we had our missions conference But can I ask this morning, before we look at the second way we're to imitate our Father, is how did you do imitating the Father in love? How did you do? Please don't answer out loud or anything, but in your own heart and in life, how did you do imitating your Father in love over these past two weeks? Right? Two weeks ago, we had this message, we were to imitate our Father. We looked at what God says, how we're to imitate Him in love. But can I tell you this morning, if we aren't going to imitate him in love, we're probably not going to imitate him in these other areas either. Right? If we're not going to imitate him in the very first thing that he says to do, walk in love, then are we really going to imitate him in these other areas that we find that he's going to tell us? You see, it's, it's easy to come and sit in church. It's easy to hear the preaching of the Word of God. But if we don't do anything with it, then really what is the point? If we know He says, hey, as Christians, He says, be ye therefore followers of God. He says, hey, I'm, I'm encouraging you. I'm commanding you as children of God. You are to imitate. You are to emulate. You are to mimic. You are to follow our Father. And the very first thing he says is to walk in love as Christ loved us. But if we say, well, you know, that's, you know, that was just a nice message, preacher, and we just don't do anything with it, then are we imitating our Father? Are we following him? And really, what point is it going to be to learn the next one that we're to imitate in if we haven't done the first one? So can I ask you again this morning, how well did we do imitating our Father in love? Were there some times that we failed? Were there some times that we were like, man, I think I really did it, and maybe the next day we just kind of blew it, right? Look, can I tell you something? That's normal. That's normal. There are going to be times when we just blow it. But the the most important thing is, are we trying to imitate our Father? You see, if we're not even trying to, then we have no excuse. At least if we're trying and we may fall or we may fail, but at least we're trying and at least the Father sees us trying to emulate. The Father sees us doing that, right? I mean, when you think of a child, you know, when a child is learning to walk, they obviously see the parents walking and, and they, they, they begin to, uh, they stand up and what do they do? They just immediately start walking? Of course not. No. They, they pull themselves up and then they try to take a step while they're holding on. And many times, even just holding on to something, they still lose their balance and they fall. Do we consider that child a failure? He's failed. He didn't even walk the first time. I'm raising a failure. No, of course not. We understand it takes time. 
Right? We get that. It's going to take time for him to learn to even take his hands or her hands off the table and just to try to step out one step at a time without holding on to anything. And guess what happens when they do that? They fall. Still not a failure, are they? No, they're just learning. But what do they do? They keep trying. They keep doing it until they're walking. And then you're like, I wish they wouldn't have learned to walk. <laughs> this is what God is saying. Look, there are going to be times when we fall. There are going to be times when, hey, we know we are to imitate our Father in love. And there are going to be times when, you know what, we just mess up. And we fall. But can I tell you, don't stay down. Don't just stay down. Get up and do it again. Imitate him. Follow him. Do what he says. Walk in love. And you're, you're going to make it for a couple steps. And maybe, you know what, maybe you're going to fall again. Maybe you're going to speak to somebody the way you shouldn't have spoke to him. But you know what? Get up. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Say, Lord, that's not imitating you. That's not walking in love. Get up and try again, and you keep doing it. Why? That's imitating. That's walking in love. That's being the follower of God, right? So notice the second one he says. You may have picked up on it as we read through these verses from verses, really, verses 3 all the way down. But notice in verse number 8, he says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now... Are ye light in the Lord? And here's the second command. Walk as children of light. So the first thing he said we're to imitate is to walk in love. Here's the second thing he says. Walk in light. Walk in light. Walk as children of light. And man, can I say what a verse. I mean, what a verse. Think of, look at that in verse number 8. But ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Would you read that with me? Read that with me this morning, right? Everybody got it? You can have it in your Bible there. It's on the screen. Read that out loud with me this morning. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So you know I'm not lying to you this morning. You read it. You read exactly what he says. Walk as children of light. What a verse that he says. And, and I want you to notice, really, uh, we're going to look at two things in this passage here. Notice, first of all, the darkness. He says, ye were sometimes darkness. You were darkness. You were once in darkness. Yeah, we're going to talk about the, the, the darkness, and, uh, and we're, going to, we're going to get to the light, because that's what he's commanding us to do, is to walk in light. But... The, the thing that I, before we kind of talk about the darkness here, the thing I want you to, that at least that I personally want to focus on, is not the word darkness. I mean, it says, but ye were sometimes darkness. But the thing that I want to focus on really is the, the word that I am thankful for in this passage is the word were. Were, right? That's past tense. Praise the Lord for that, right? He says, ye were sometimes darkness. You, this is what you used to be, but now, he says, you're something different. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Aren't you glad that he doesn't say that you are still in darkness? Man, we accepted Christ as our Savior and we're still in darkness? No, no, no. He says, you were darkness, but now you're not anymore. Why? What happened? Jesus. That's what happened. It was Jesus. Jesus was willing to come and give his life so that you and I could be saved. That's what we just read in verse number two. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God. 
What did Jesus do? He came and he offered himself as a sacrifice. That shows his love. And he says, you were in darkness, but now because of Jesus Christ, you're able to be in light. Praise the Lord for that past tense. But when we were in darkness, notice he says we were subject to the kingdom of darkness. You notice what he says, but fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, let it not, not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient. Right? He says these were all the things of darkness. These were all, this was all the old life, the, the, the path of darkness. We were subject to the kingdom of darkness, ruled by the prince of darkness. And can I say destined to spend eternity in darkness? Destined to spend eternity away from God, away from Jesus Christ. This spiritual darkness, it results in appalling moral destitution. This moral destitution, this moral degradation. Think about it. Fornication, these sexual sins, all uncleanness, this unnatural sexual sins, covetousness, filthiness, Foolish talking, jesting. I mean, you think about all the things that he's saying. He says, this was, all of the, this was all of darkness. That's what we were, he says. Not only were they guilty of, of doing these things before, but they were gloating and laughing about the darkness of such deprivation. Do you notice that? He talks about they were... They were talking, these foolish talking and jesting, they were almost making a mockery of it. Do we not live in a society that way today? Making a mockery of morality, making a mockery of that which is right and true. Why? Can I tell you why? Because they're still in darkness. We should not expect darkness not to act like darkness. Darkness is always going to be dark. It's always going to, there's always going to be that moral deprivation. Yeah, we can try to pass some laws and we can try to paint it up a little bit. Can I, friend, can I tell you, it's still dark. And we can say, boy, we wish we lived in a better society and we wish we, we, wish, wish we lived in a better world. But can I tell you something? It's dark. The world is dark. That's what we used to be and we were in darkness, he says. This is where you were before you met Jesus Christ. Right? That's, that's where we were in this darkness. And the result of the darkness, watch, you have no part of the kingdom of Christ. The result of the darkness is they are not part of God. Right? They're not part of the kingdom. Before Jesus Christ, when we were in darkness, you know, you hear people say, well, we're all just the children of God. No, friend, we're not all the children of God. Because when you're in darkness, you're not a child of God. In fact, God specifically says when you're in darkness, you have no part of the kingdom. It's not until Jesus Christ came and shed his blood on the cross for our sins and we were willing by faith to receive him that now, he says, but now ye were made light. You were sometimes darkness, but now there is light. And this is why he tells Christians, notice at the end of verse number 7, be not ye therefore partakers with them. Why would Christians, why would we who are now part of the light, why would we want to still partake of things of darkness? He says don't partake of those things. 
Now, please, let me, let, me just under, let me just make sure we understand something here. A Christian cannot lose their salvation. It is impossible. Once a person has accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, you cannot lose your salvation. Do you understand Paul is writing to the church? He does not say they've lost their salvation. He says, stop it. He says, stop. You are supposed to be the light of the world. You're you're in light. Why are you walking in darkness? Never does he say, get saved again. Never does he say, you've lost your salvation. No, no, he says, stop. Don't do it. We're not to be partaking of the darkness. Why? Because we're part of the light. We are in light, he says, right? And this is, what I, this is where I really want the whole focus of the message to be about. Yes, we need to understand there is darkness, and we need to understand that's where we were. But, friend, that's not where we are. Praise God for that. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, he says ye were sometimes darkness, but now. Man, you ought to, you ought to underline, highlight, whatever you want to do, bold those words. But now. Oh, not anymore. You were darkness, but not anymore. But now are ye light in the Lord. That's where you were, but now, he says, you're light in the Lord. Because you're in Christ, now you are light. So what does he say? Walk as children of light. Right? Here's where he says, I want you to walk as children. Don't walk like in darkness. That's where you were before. Walk as children of light. This is what he wants for us. Are we going to fail sometimes? Are we going to fall? Yes. There's no doubt about it. Right? But he says, get back up. You're a child of light. Act like a child of light. Walk like a child of light. I want you to notice some things about light this morning. Light is attractive. Do you know that? Light is attractive. There are are several things in this passage that, that I want us to take note of. Notice back up here in verse number three, this phrase, as becometh saints. He says, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. So again, please notice, who is he he writing to? Saints. Who are the saints? Believers, right? We We are saints. We are believers. You say, well, I don't remember getting sainted. Well, you got sainted when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You became a child of God. You're a saint, right? Now, that ought to tell you something. Act like one, right? You're a saint. Act like one, okay? But he says, right, as becometh saints. Now, he lists several things that are not becoming to saints, right? He's listed these things. He says these are not becoming to saints. What does the word becoming mean? Have you ever heard somebody use the phrase, that's not very becoming of you? It's not very becoming of you, right? The word becoming means it's, it means fitting, right? So when they say it's not becoming of you, they're saying it's not very fitting of you or, or that is becoming on you, right? Boy, that's very becoming on you. Maybe, maybe your wife uh, buys a new dress and, and she's just beautiful. You're like, boy, that, that's very becoming on you. What are you saying? It's very fitting. It's very attractive, right? It's, it's attractive on you. Um, Christmas trees, are decorated with what? Lights. Lights. Houses are decorated with lights. Parks, like Fort St. Clair, around Christmas time, what are they going to be decorated with? Lights. Light is attractive, 
And so he says we need to live in a way that is attractive as light. He says, you were darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So he says, there is a way that is unbecoming to a child of God, and there there is a way that is becoming to a child of God. There is a way that is not attractive, and there is a way that is attractive for the child of God. So which one are we? Are we living a way that is attractive? Are we living in light? Are we living in darkness? It's amazing. Light can take something that may seem ordinary or plain and make it attractive. Anybody ever heard of the Rockefeller tree in Rockefeller Plaza? Anybody ever heard of that? Right? Um, The tree in Rockefeller Plaza will have, this year, 2023, will have an estimated 125 million people come to see it. 125 million people are going to come to see the Rockefeller tree. Now let me ask you a question. Have they never seen a tree before? I mean, have they, have they never seen a pine tree? Have they, I mean... Oh, you say, well, pastor, it's not a pine tree. You're right. It's not a pine tree. You know what it is? It's a Norway spruce. Big whoop, right? A Norway spruce. It's a Norway spruce. Yeah. You know what? You can go out in the woods and see one of those somewhere. So so think about this. Why are 125 million people coming to Rockefeller Center, Rockefeller Plaza, to see a tree? Are you telling me they're coming, 125 million people are coming there to see a tree? No, they're not coming to see the tree. Because the tree is ordinary. The tree is really, looks like any other tree. You know what they're coming to see? They come to see the lights that are on the tree. Do you know that they put over 50,000 lights on the Rockefeller tree? That's five miles of wire. Aren't you glad you don't have to go around the tree that many times, right? There's a lot of times to go around a tree. 50,000 lights are on that tree. That is what people come to see. They don't come to see a Norway spruce. They come to see 50,000 lights that are attracting them to a tree understand that lights take something that is ordinary and make it attractive why do you put lights on your tree in your house right you put up a christmas tree you put lights on it why you want it to be attractive because if you just had a tree in your house and somebody walked in it'll be like you have a tree in your house normally they go outside But when you put lights on it, nobody even questions it. They walk in like, wow, what a beautiful tree. What made the difference? The lights. The lights made the difference. The light makes things that were, that are, it takes something that is not attractive and makes it attractive. 
right? What is God saying? Walk as light. What are we doing? God is trying to take something that is ordinary, like me, like you. We're just ordinary. You put one Norway spruce against another Norway spruce, you know what? They look the same. But when you put 50,000 lights on one, let me tell you something, it stands out. God says, hey, we might think we're just ordinary, but when we walk in light, God takes something that is ordinary and makes it extraordinary. He makes it attractive. And this is what he's saying. Don't walk in this way. This does not become a Christian. This does not become saints. But when you walk in light and you follow the Lord and you imitate him, that is going to make it attractive. Not you, but him. He's the one that working through us can help us to attract and bring people to Jesus Christ. Makes it attractive. May I say secondly, light shines brightest in the dark. I find it very interesting how so many times we as Christians, we never want darkness. We never want darkness. We want everything to be good. Man, it's just, man, things are horrible. Things are just going downhill. Good. It just seems like it's getting darker and darker and darker. Good. Because if you're a Christian, that means you'll shine brighter and brighter and brighter. You know, you know when they don't have the lights on on the tree? Anybody want to take a guess? The daytime. There's a certain period of time in the day that they don't have the lights on on the tree. <laughs> Imagine that. They want to save electricity. Why? You can't see it. You can't see whether they're on or not. You understand why God says, I have left you in the world? You're not to be of the world, but you are to be in the world. Why? So that you can be a light to the world. We, we think, man, we just wish everything was great and there was no problems and no issues. Then what would be the purpose of light? What would be the purpose of walking in light? The light shines brightest in the darkness. And as Christians, and we're walking in light. Now, I'm not saying be out, go out and be like, woohoo, it's great that all, all these horrible things are happening. That's not what I'm saying. But we shouldn't be like, oh, Debbie Downer, and oh, it's so horrible. No, it's like, this is the time for Christians to shine brighter. This is the time for Christians to stand for what is right and say, hey, I, I know what Jesus did, and he walked in light. And as a Christian, as a child of God, I want to imitate my father. And as a child of light, I want to walk in light so that the world can see what Jesus has done. But instead, we just want it to be light out. We want all the brightness. We want all the lights. Friend, when, you, when it's light out, nobody can see. Nobody can see you. There's a reason why you're different. There's a reason why God wants you to be different than the rest of the world. So they can see through the darkness and see that there is a light. Oh, friend, you and I, we are to be a light, but we don't have any light to offer. Guess where the light comes from? He says it's from him. He, he says, think about what he said in verse number eight. You were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord. As we are in the Lord, that light of Jesus Christ is able to shine through us. 
as we yield to Him and as we imitate the Father and we walk in light, then the world is able to see a difference. The problem is, too many Christians, we just want to be the same as everybody else. I just want to be another Norway spruce. Don't just be another Norway spruce. Be a spruce that's got 50,000 lights on. Be a spruce that 125 million people want to come and see. Well, I just don't want to be that type of Christian. You know, I'm just going to keep to myself. That's not why you're here. You're not here to keep to yourself. You're here to let your light shine so that the world can see Jesus Christ through you. Walk as children of light, he says. Man, the light shines brightest in the darkness. Think about this. Look what he says. You were sometimes darkness, but now are you light. And watch what he says. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. You know what he's saying? Hey, there ought to be a light in your life. And he actually gives us specifically what ought to be seen. He says goodness and righteousness and truth. As we yield to the fruit of the Spirit, as we yield to the Spirit of God, his his fruit, his his attributes are going to be seen in our life. Righteousness and goodness and truth. They're going to be evident. They're going to be shining so that others can see. Now look, friend, I'm not saying that that when you shine as a light, that everybody that in darkness is going to flock to you. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, you ever seen what happens when you turn a light on and there's cockroaches in the house? You know what happens? They run. They run from the light. They run. They scatter, right? Look, I understand. When, when you were in darkness, you didn't really care about the light either. Aren't you glad that Jesus didn't give up on you? Aren't you glad that Jesus kept after you, kept coming to seek and to find that which was lost? And now he says, now that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, he says, I want you to be the light. I want you to be that light. Not everybody in darkness is going to come to the light. But I can tell you this, there's going to be some that will. There's going to be some that will. There's going to be some that are searching. They're just stumbling around in the darkness. They don't know what's going on. But when they see that light, they see a little bit of light. They see a little bit of hope. Where are they going to see that? if not in a Christian. Because I can tell you this, there's not going to be any light in the world. There's no light in the world, it's darkness. The light is to be in you and I as Christians. Look, we're not just free just to do whatever we want and live however we want. We are free to do good, to be righteous, to be truthful. These are the things because this is what we see our Father do. We know our Father is good. We just, they just sang the song, uh, tell me a time when God has not been faithful. Tell me a time when he hasn't been there for you. He's faithful. He's true. He's good. Amen? Then he says, walk in that light. Imitate him. You've seen his goodness, walk in it. You've seen his truth, walk in it. You've seen his righteousness, walk in it. Walk in light. This is what he's wanting us to do. Now, friend, again, if we're not willing to walk in love, it's going to be very hard to walk in light. He says walk in love first, then we can walk in light. If we're not willing to love and to show the love of Christ, it's going to be very hard to let the light of Jesus Christ shine through us. When we walk in love, then we're able to walk in light. Light produces fruit. You ever tried to grow anything without light? It doesn't work. It needs light. 
produces fruit. This is the fruit that he wants in our life. Goodness, righteousness, truth. But may I also say light exposes wrong. Look at verse number 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. What is he saying? When our light is shining, what does it do? It, it shows the darkness there. It exposes what is wrong. I wonder, I wonder if maybe the reason why the world doesn't see what is wrong is because Christians are not walking in light. We're not exposing what is wrong. Can I tell you something? When you, when you turn on a light, the light doesn't have to find what is wrong. It just reveals what is wrong. As a Christian, when we walk in light, we don't have to find what is wrong. It just reveals what is wrong. It just reveals it. I remember when I was in college, I was going to college, I worked at a, a landscaping company, and I was on the crew of a guy by the name of Tony, and Tony was just a, you know, this is Tennessee, Knoxville, Tony was just a, a good old redneck boy, right, and uh, Tony, um, I started working on his crew a little bit, and he found out I was a Christian, Tony was not a Christian, um, and, uh, you know, Tony would get in the truck, and he would turn on his music, I mean, pretty bad music and stuff, and I'd say, hey, Tony, do you mind if we turn that off? Um, you know, and sometimes Tony would be like, no, nah, we're listening to it. And like, okay, fine. But every time we'd get in the truck, I'd say, Tony, would you mind if we turn that off? And, you know, Tony, you know, good old boy, pretty foul mouth and things like that. But after a while, I started, kept working with Tony a little bit, and we started having some other guys get in the truck with us, and they would go out on the cruise with us. And as soon as a, a new guy would get in the truck, this is what Tony would say. Tony would be sitting up there in the driver's seat. I'd be sitting next to him. The two guys would get in the, the cab behind us. And as soon as these two guys would get in the cab, Tony would put his arm on the, on the seat there. He'd turn around and say, hey, now listen, guys. This guy is a preacher here, so no language, okay? No bad language, and make sure you tear, keep the music down. Now, I didn't tell those guys that. Tony did. I didn't have to ask the guys not to speak vulgar and dirty. Tony did. Tony's not even Christian. But he saw something different in me than on all those other guys. I wasn't rude to him. Tony's a great guy. But he saw there's something different. And just being there revealed I didn't have to point out to people what was wrong. It just revealed what was wrong. I wonder, as Christians, are we, are we allowing our light to shine in such a way that it produces fruit, that goodness and righteousness and truth in our life, and when it does, it will reveal the wrong that is there? Why is our country in the society that it's in? Because we're not willing to, to walk in light. We try to hide from the light. We try to hide the light. We try to hide in darkness. He says, wait a minute, you were darkness. Why are you trying to hide the light? Why are you trying to go back to the darkness? You're light. Don't walk in darkness. Walk in light. That's what, that's what his, he's telling us. And here's, here's the last thing I want you to notice here. Not only do we find that light is attractive, not only do we find that light shines brightest in the dark, but light is not to be like darkness. 
Do we understand that? I mean, we think it's a, it's a simple concept, right? Light is to be different than darkness. Light is not to be darkness. Right? When we go over to a light switch and we flip it on, we don't expect darkness. We expect light. Because we know they are different. The reason why we're turning on the light switch is because darkness is there. We're wanting to get rid of the darkness and turn on the light switch so that the light is there. Light is not supposed to be like darkness. Watch what he says in verse number 5. For this ye know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man, nor who is an idolater, hath any inheritance of the kingdom of God and of Christ. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things come of the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Notice he says, let no man deceive you with vain words. You know what? There were some that were trying to say, hey, even if you just get saved, if you'll just get saved and believe in Jesus, then you can go ahead and keep living the lifestyle that you want to live. You ever heard that before? Hey, just believe in Jesus and you can just keep doing it. You don't have to change anything. Just say a prayer, believe in Jesus, and you can just keep living your wicked, sinful lifestyle. You know what Paul says? You're being deceived. You're being deceived. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Look, what is he saying? Light is to be different than darkness. Salvation is not just a get-out-of-jail-free card and I can just go ahead and live however I want to live. No, friend. If you think that's what salvation is, you have the wrong idea of salvation. But let me tell you this. If you think salvation means that you're going to be perfect the rest of your life, you have a wrong idea of salvation. It's neither of those things. What is it? It's imitating our Father. It's walking after Jesus Christ. Walking in love. Walking in light. Paul is writing to a church. He's writing to believers. And he says, hey, you're being deceived and thinking that you can just keep on living the lifestyle that you want to live. No, that's not right. Why? Light is to be different than darkness. There were those who were saying that believers could just live in sin and get away with it. Get saved. Live how you want. No. I mean, Paul explains that very clearly, not only here, but even in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? He says, how could you even think about saying, hey, as a Christian, I'm just free to go ahead and keep living in sin. He says, God forbid. Now, as you go through Romans, you're going to find, is it, can a Christian fall? Yes, they can fall. Look, we're not perfect the moment we accept Jesus as our Savior. We're not going to be perfect. We're, we're trying to walk and become more like Jesus Christ. We're trying to be conformed to the image of, his Christ, of Jesus Christ, of his Son. But that's, that's a lifelong process here. And that's why he says, walk in love. Walk in light. Imitate the Father. Do, we're to be different than darkness. This is why he says in Ephesians 5, 7, Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Again, think about that word saint. It means to be set apart. What did he say in verse number 8? Ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He says, I want you to be different. I don't want you to just be darkness. I don't want you to just be living the same life that you were living before. He says, no, no, Jesus saved you for a reason. 
shine. shine. It may not be 50,000 lights. It may not be 20,000 lights. It may not be 10,000 lights. But turn some lights on. Turn some lights on. Walk in light. Let the world see that there is a difference between you and them in darkness. Paul tells us this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. He says, what? He says, don't you understand? You cannot have Christ and Belial. You cannot have light and darkness. You can't, they, they don't go together. There is, a, there is a difference here. And as a Christian, our desire ought to be to walk in light. If we are God's children, we're going to imitate our Father. And if we do that, there are some things that we shouldn't do. And he tells us there are some things that we shouldn't do. They're not becoming to a Christian. They're not attractive to Jesus Christ. Don't do those things. Don't do those things. Walk in light. Our daily walk as a child of God is so crucial. It's so crucial. We are either imitating our Father or we're imitating the world. Do you understand that? We are either imitating our Father and walking in light, or we're imitating the world and walking in darkness. Now look, please again, friend, I'm not saying if you're a Christian here and you have maybe gotten away from God and you feel like maybe you're in darkness now, I'm not saying you've lost your salvation. No, that's not it at all. But stop it. Don't do it anymore. Today, man, ask the Lord to forgive you. Turn, repent of it, come back to God, walk in light. Hey, if you're a child of God here this morning and you're walking in light, don't be like, well, hey, I'm glad I'm not like those people. I'm glad I'm not like those Christians who have walked back in darkness. No, no, that's not walking in light either. It's not full of pride. We're walking in love and we're walking in light. Why? Because we just want people to see Jesus. It's not about the stupid tree. It's about the lights on the tree. It's not about us. It's about who they see through us. We are so full of it. It's all about me. No, friend, it's not. It's about him. If it's about you, then there's a problem there. Your light switches off. Turn it on. Let the light of Jesus Christ shine through you. That way they can see there is a difference. 125 million people got nothing better to do than to go see a tree. But it's not the tree. It's the lights. 50,000 of them. The lights. Wouldn't it be great if there would be 50,000 Christians that would just light up for Jesus? It would be great if a Christian would just say, you know what, I'm going to stop walking in darkness. I'm going to turn my light on. It may not be very bright at, at right now, but I'm going to turn it on and I'm going to start walking in light. I'm going to start letting the world not see me. I want them to see Jesus. Walk in light. Why? Because you're children of the light. What does he say again? For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Father, I pray, Lord, you'd work in our hearts this morning. Lord, so many times I'm afraid that we just hear the message, and yet we do nothing about it. 
Lord, I know I'm guilty of that many times. I preach the message and I do nothing about it. Lord, as a child of God, how vital, how important it is that we imitate our Father. Lord, this morning, would we just search our hearts and say, Lord, am I walking in love? Am I walking in the love of Jesus Christ? Lord, if not, that's where we need to begin. We need to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. Love others around us that they might see Jesus. Lord, are we walking in light? I know, Lord, we're just ordinary. We're, we're, we're nothing special. You could, you could put us and 200 other people in the same room and may not be able to pick out who is a Christian just because of how we look or dress or whatever, but Lord, if our light is shining, if the light of Jesus Christ is shining through us, there will be a difference. Lord, when it's the darkest, help us to shine brightest. Lord, help us to shine so that others can see Jesus through us. It's not about us, God. We just want to imitate you. We just want to follow you as your dear children and walk in light. We know what it was to walk in darkness. That's where we were. We were in darkness. But now, thanks to you, we're in light. Help us, Lord, to walk in light as your children. I wonder with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we're just going to stand quietly this morning. The piano's just going to play softly.